Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Megan, thank you. And welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where sometimes it's just us, and that's okay. And sometimes you just, you know, want to watch a dumb bad movie with your friend and then talk about that dumb bad movie and then record yourself talking about them that dumb bad movie and sometimes saying like, hey, critics, you got it wrong. And sometimes saying, hey, okay, you didn't get it wrong, but I still love it in spite of that sweet stank. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And I know how to count. I just wanted to point that out to everybody that I know how to count. All evidence to the contrary... I didn't count, I did count when I shouldn't have counted, and then I did, I didn't count when I should have counted. Anyway, yes. Excellent. So I gave a quick explanation about what you, the listener, has has just signed up for in turning on this podcast, and Megan informed you she can count. Yep. It's also late at night, so this is going to be one of those, um, can Megan remember a thing that happened in the movie that she watched, you know? An hour ago. I'm going to say you can't. I think you're probably right. I'm, I'm actually... I'm. The question is, will I bother trying to correct you? Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, maybe I'll just kind of just let it go this time. Because no one has seen this movie. And if they have, they're not going to care if you got it wrong, necessarily. <laughs> so let's let's see if I can tamp down my neurotic need to have the facts just so... <laughs> and let you get creatively buck wild on this plot. Great. Excellent. We watched Johnny Mnemonic, Amber. Yes, we did. We experienced mm-hmm. Johnny Mnemonic. One, one does not merely watch Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. One takes it in through the pores. Yes. It has You have it implanted in your brain. In your brain ports, Amber. Now, I, I want to ensconce this movie in its proper actor context. Okay. Yes. In case you are just learning about the, the, the beautiful film that is Johnny Mnemonic, it, it is brought to you by Keanu Reeves, uh, 1995 Keanu Reeves. I, and I, let's, let's, so Bill and Ted, the original film, 1989, that was six years before this came out. Bram Stoker's Dracula, he also, also three years before this movie. Oh, wow. That hadn't occurred to me. Yes, go on. In only one year before this movie he was in the blockbuster speed oh shit speed was before this movie indeed it was megan and this was released in the same year as what i i I assume is like his romantic comedy debut a walk in the clouds huh and was um was the matrix 1999 so yes i'm glad you also picked up on that okay yeah uh-huh. this was only 4 years before the matrix that is wild there is there were either wild um just advances in uh uh screen and movie technology or they just failed on this one i don't i don't <gasps> know Bite your tongue, madam. Oh, dear. I, I also want to mention that, that Dolph Lundgren is in this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. This was a good long time after He-Man, and I feel like a step back. Interesting. He was he was He-Man in Masters of the Universe. I don't know if you know that, because I haven't made you watch it yet. You may have watched it on your own. A long time ago. Long, long time ago. Yep. And then this is based on a short story by William Gibson. And if you're kind of into sci-fi or into cyberpunk, he's the dude who kind of invented it. 
that that genre exists because of William Gibson, Neuromancer, which is the first book in the Sprawl trilogy. I think I wrote a paper on it at some point. I'm not positive I read the book, and I really wish I wasn't that kind of student. Like, I have a lot of regrets about the way I comported myself when I was in my 20s. And that's definitely one of those things that just gets me. Like, I couldn't be bothered to read a book to write a paper, and that was my mm -hmm. job. So I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to do my job, which was really easy and simple. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, co college is wasted on the 20-year-olds. I do not disagree. So, William Gibson coined the term cyberspace. He also had a hand in steampunk, and he was the first one to use the term matrix in referring oh. to like how you like see the how you like see the internet or visualize the internet in, gotcha. in his, his book Burning Chrome. Yeah, interesting. That is as much that. as I know about William Gibson from the paper that I think I wrote on him in what I think was a class <laughs> called Apocalyptic Thought in North America. Okay. So okay. like the matrix it, it not even in just in title, but like the concept of the matrix exists because of like authors like William Gibson, who kind of imagined what the internet would become and how technology would change us. And I feel like this might be his best work. <laughs> right. And then he, you said he also, um, yeah, he, he wrote the screenplay for this as well. Although um, there are reports of him saying that this isn't, it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to and they he doesn't think they fully used his screenplay or they cut it and blah 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 you know all that stuff weirdly doesn't surprise me um yeah just looking at the finished product but i like to think that that this is kind of a very if not true then just like true to heart version of the future like they gave us a technological advancement that was it accurate no but I think it accurately reflected what people in the 90s thought would happen a year from now. This, this, this movie uh -huh. is set in 2021. <laughs> it's set January 17th, 2021. It is a little over a month away. Yeah. Oh, we're so close, Megan. We're so close to so this close. beautiful future. <laughs> and not wrong about like the, the, the conceit of the movie is that people are getting this um, terrible internet disease essentially by being <laughs> too connected it's a technology what? disease excuse me there is a, a whole monologue about it you're right it's I a technology will be happy disease to perform for you to remind Ex you later excellent please do god i didn't even um, make it eight minutes before i corrected you <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it i um, suck <laughs> but essentially being like that people were getting sick from too much ingesting too much technology and and um that was the they literally say plague that's going on in 2021 oh yeah Great. yeah um because it's so important to kind of situate yourself in the context of this film before you even start watching it you get a lot of scrolling text oh yes Th think think um star wars but more and like coming at you like lasers for some reason because future and internet mm. yes oh yeah yeah we are we are told it's a dystopian future it's it's run by corporations who use the yakuza to do their dirty work those things are somehow connected and 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 there's there's low techs and those are the people who are fighting against technology they, they still use the technology but they don't like it as much so they call themselves low techs i don't know ice tea is their leader it's awesome Mm -hmm. 
And then, yeah, the plague, the black sheiks, NAS. Who knows what causes it? We don't, but everybody's got it. And then, oh, yeah, also, in case you were wondering, and apropos of who knows, people also like to send information secretly to each other, like black market deals, Mm -hmm. by uploading it into human beings' brains. Yes. That have been outfitted with a device that can hold about as much information as, like, one of the mid-year iPods. Yes. So I actually looked this up, Amber. Um, and um, so I didn't... So the the data that um, they say they're giving him is, what, over 300 gigabytes? 320 um, gigs, madam. 320, yes, exactly. Um You know, obviously I didn't find that number exactly, but 100 gigabytes would allow you to browse the internet for about 100 or um, 1,200 hours or watch about 200 hours of standard definition TV. Okay, um, so he he downloaded like a few seasons of a show into his brain. Exactly right. So it's it's these these couriers, these these illicit couriers who can secretly transport your information for you because disks so passe. Fax machines right. still fucking in use. Still the thing. Yep. But instead, a handful of people have decided to have part of their brain removed. Yes, memories, childhoods. Yeah. Yes, his, his, in his case, yes, his childhood fucking memories. And like his storage capacity is eighty gigs, but he can double it if he yeah. uses a a doubler, which kind of looks like a package of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was opening gum. Uh huh. Indeed. And then they, they have to shove 320 gigs into his brain because everything is just doubled. We're just The math is simpler that way, so you can understand. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's... Yeah. Well, that there is twice as much as he that's can hold. twice as much. That seems terrible. Don't worry. The exposition in this movie is fantastic because they inform him after he says, I've got plenty of space. Well, if you don't have plenty of space, you'll get brain bleed from the information and it'll get corrupted. So you'll die within two to three days if you don't get it out. And Amber, I, I, not to not to nitpick you, but it's synaptic seepage he'll get. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. Uh, I am so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Um, not only do do they expose that, but Previously, when he doubled his memory, the little computer voice said, and remember, don't go over your limit. It will be very bad. So, excellent. Reminded twice. Indeed. Yeah, apparently, if you um, download more than your capacity, it downloads directly into your brain, Amber. Oh, man. So it's his own brain that's holding those thingies. Is that why he gets those headaches and has to do yoga to keep himself centered? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, and so um, he's, of course, surprise, surprise, people come after him for the information that he has in his brain. He runs from, I don't know, three, two, three different um, factions who are after him for this information um, and ends up um, essentially running into a um, bodyguard named Jane, um, who is pretty kick ass. And oh, yeah, uh, played by uh, Dina Meyer, who, yeah, was kick-ass, probably one of the better actors in the film, and also plays the um, the, the floating mountain queen in, mm-hmm. in The Magicians. And I swear, yep. she looks more gorgeous now than she did then. Yeah, it's true. She's a witch. 
So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so he, uh, has to run away. He gets help from both, um, Jane the bodyguard and, um, you know, the low techs, uh, jump in because all of this hinges upon him being able to get this information out. Um, but Amber, the fax machine that they sent the passcode on, um, rejected the fax, I guess. And so he only has part of the code. He grabs it out of the fax machine himself and tries to run off. And then they slice off half of it with a laser thumb. Don't worry about it. And it, it, it's a whole thing. He doesn't have it. They need to get it. Um, Amber, um, guess what uh, is stored in those uh, secret memories? I, I mean, I couldn't possibly guess. It's not like they told us about a completely unrelated plague early on in the movie. So I, yeah. I, I really couldn't guess what could possibly be so important that's in his brain. It's the cure to that plague that was oh, unrelated. fuck. What? Mm-hmm. That's storytelling right there, Megan. Isn't it, though? Holy and, shit. And Amber, you asked me who I thought um, future people would... I guess past people would think future people would use to code break. You know, what what or who would they get in order to to code break something as as um, you know, cryptic as three random in- images from the TV which was the passcode. Exactly, because I mean, if people are getting upgrades to themselves and becoming more like machines, then well, who has like the ultimate brain? And to like interact with data and, and, and brains and stuff. Like what 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 possible being on this earth could be used? It's dolphin, Amber. It's, de- it's dolphin. It's definitely a fucking dolphin named Jones. Yeah. It is a dolphin. a dolphin cyborg is their ultimate yeah. hacker. Apparently they uh, removed from the movie the fact that this dolphin was also addicted to heroin. Yes, they did. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Dolphin was a heroin addict and he had like a like a microwave satellite dish weapon. Yeah. Didn't like being called a fish. His name was Jones. He used to be in the Navy. Yeah, he's got a whole backstory. More of a backstory than most of the other characters in this in, movie. Including Johnny himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Megan, do they do they get it out of his brain? Do they save him? They do. After a lot of almost, a lot of, a lot of people tried to get it out of his brain by taking his head, and uh, that almost happened a a few times. Um, But then they were able to uh, non-decapitatedly get it out of his brain uh, via Jones. Seems super boring. Cyborg dolphin. But I mean, code crapper. Code crapper. Code crapper. Wow. (laughs) Jones, the cyborg. Dolphin code crapper. Yep. I mean, they, they did throw a lot of different terms at us, so I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or that it's uh, late and I don't function late at night or have uh, words anymore at this time. Anywho, Amber, what did the critics say about this movie? Metacritic has it at 33. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No user scores. None. none no user scores. Okay. No, it's, just, it's just the critics on this one. Perfect. Well, the tomato meter is a whopping 12 for the critics and a 31 for the audience score. There were technically two positive reviews. I can't say I agree with them. Okay. So I won't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, a couple of things that, that kind of stood out to me. Chris Cridler of the Baltimore Sun. This, the gleefully campy moments with Will Irwin Johnny Mnemonic cult status. Part of the movie's problem, though, is that it can't decide if it's a cautionary tale or a satire, and it falls apart when it tries to do both. I honestly don't know if it was trying to be a satire. I don't think I don't think so. I think it was a little too earnest for that. It, there was an earnestness to it, and I like William Gibson stuff isn't satirical to my knowledge. Mm, yeah. So that was. I mean, if they had gone goofy, fuck yes. And there were moments where it did kind of seem like they were going for it. Yeah, it, it is. It is a bit of a a mishmash there. Um, there's there's this one um, f- uh, quote that's a cheesy cyberpunk thriller, and I think that pretty much says it for me. I, I think that's exactly cheesy. Cheesy. Oh boy. A lot of people took some some dunks on Keanu Reeves' acting ability through this. Yeah, it's a little hard not to with some of the lines that he says. I don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor, but somehow Mm -hmm. I get pretty defensive about people saying shit like that about him. Indeed. I don't, yeah. So Dina Meyer is kind of the only woman with any kind of prominent role in this movie. But on the other hand, she is kind of the, she's the muscle of this movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of, and I know I already told you this, Megan, but this isn't about you, okay? So just take mm-hmm, take, mm-hmm. take a step back, okay? Oh, you really did. Well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Strange Days, which is... It is a sci-fi movie I've been thinking about a lot lately, and it, it stars Ray Fiennes and, and more importantly, Angela Bassett. And it's much better than this movie. And I fucking can't find it. It's not up for streaming. I can't buy it. I can't get it on DVD. And I am I'm perturbed about that because mm. Angela Bassett is the fucking muscle. She's the bodyguard. She's the person who keeps him safe. And that, that is very much the dynamic in this movie, with Dina Meyer being just... She has a stash of weapons. One of them seems to be a pink grenade on a keychain and mm-hmm. a yes. riding crop with a blade at the end of it. Yes. She's great. She's feral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Apparently in the story, um, uh, the short story, she has uh, like razor blades that come out of her fingers. Yeah. Fingertips. I, yeah. In Neuromancer, like a lot of the, the augmentations and uh, the women in general tend to be pretty... Like, they have, like, scalpels that come out of their fingers and have, like, augmentations mm-hmm. that make them super strong and fast. Yep. Yep. Don't yep. fuck with women in cyberpunk, is basically yeah. what William Gibson said. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like to roll. Lots of lots of actors of color. I mean, obviously, you have Ice-T, and unfortunately, most of the other actors of color played Yakuza criminals, so yep. not great, but... Yeah. I mean, the... the the premise is that a lot of um, kind of culture in the future is influenced by um, um, China. And uh, so I believe the whole thing takes place at least at the beginning in Beijing. And yet all of kind of the CEOs that we're met with are white people. Yeah, no, that is very true. And including yep. the, the, the person, one of the conceits in the film is that the founder of Pharmacon, the company that made the cure for the plague, but then hid it. Right. So that its own employees smuggled it out in Keanu Reeves's brain. Mm-hmm. The founder of the company turned herself into an AI, installed herself in the internet, mm-hmm. and then is, is sort of 
screaming at the world to try and make things right. Ultimately, she does nothing. It's amazing. She's just like the ghost in the machine, but as if the ghost in the machine kind of knew information that would have been helpful for people to know, but didn't actually divulge it in a timely fashion. Or to the right people. Like, she's yeah. ta- she's trying to talk to, like, one of the, the head uh, people of this pharma corps. And uh, um, he just kind of keeps telling her to shut up. And he shuts her off all the time. Yes. And then, and okay. then eventually makes it about herself. Yes. And I have a question for you, Amber. Yes, Megan. Um, Wikipedia says that um, we get to know it's revealed that the ai which is the virtual version of the founder of pharmacom is the mother of johnny mnemonic what that wasn't in the movie right or was i so sleepy were we supposed to guess that because he sees the face of his mother and we were supposed to make that connection because we've been seeing ghost lady face and we briefly get a glimpse from a really weird angle of the actress who apparently does that. I, that's a, maybe, but like the ghost lady IA face, like she's like so washed out. Like she's, it's barely, you're barely able to see kind of features on her besides her eyes and her mouth. Um, Right, and then he has a memory of his of his childhood at the very end, where his mom his mom is looking pretty darn menacing. <laughs> um, I don't disagree, and I, I I didn't think looked like the AI, but anyway, yeah, oh, wow. I thought he was just getting his memories back. I didn't anyway. Yeah, I yeah. I did not. I've never made that connection, and I I I neglected to read the Wikipedia page. It it would explain why like when you see his memories, you're like that bitch was rich. Like he's just. Clearly tricycling through these mansion halls <laughs> in this yeah. like massive fancy backyard. You're like, what? How did he become a black market courier with a childhood like yeah. this? Yeah. All right. So, um, critics' corner. Yeah. I mean, twelve is too low. Like this is fun. Like it's ridiculous. The fight scenes are terrible. Like just terribly done. Um. And and I don't usually notice that. I'm not terribly picky, but um, even I notice that. Oh, it's real um, bad. It's real bad. Yeah. But but the look of it is fun. The story's fun. I, I I don't think it deserves a twelve. I mean, considering some of the scores that are given to other worse movies that have little joy in them or purpose or soul, and instead actually kind of crush your soul with their mere existence. Yeah, I think twelve is a bit low. Yeah. It's easy to super shit all over genre movies headed by non-actor actors who are great in spite of their lack of ability to act. Yeah. Excellent. So we've we've discussed a, a decent chunk of the movie getting here. Mm-hmm. Which I, I find mm-hmm. inevitable at the end of the day. Sure. Um there are some moments I particularly personally would would love to highlight. And unfortunately some dramatic readings I would like to do from the movie beautiful that i just love love it okay i want to hear it so there there are a couple of details we haven't gotten into yet but you don't need that for this first one <laughs> okay <laughs> so this first reading is 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 from characters we we've already discussed we we have johnny who his name is said 
so often in this movie. Everybody mm-hmm. calls him Johnny a lot. He's, he's Johnny, 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 Johnny. Even the bad guys, before they cut off his head, is like, hey, Johnny, can you lift your chin? I want a clean cut. The f- Okay. Yeah. So after yeah, Dina absolutely. has saved him from absolute, definitely going to get decapitation moment. Um, that after his, his actually his ex-boss, Udo Kier, <laughs> yes. who plays Ralphie. He's going to cut his head off and sell it back to Pharmacon. Whatever. These things don't matter. But they've escaped. And then Ice-T and his low-tech army came and and helped them get into the sewer to get away from the Yakuza that were chasing them. And so, of course, this is now the perfect time for a getting-to-know-you conversation between Johnny and his new bodyguard, Jane. So, do you got parents and stuff? You got parents and stuff? (laughs) Yeah, anyways, I don't think about it much. Well, what do you think about when you're alone? I need a computer. <laughs> so she's, you know, she's trying to get like crack underneath the surface. Like, what's your deal? Let's ask about the parents. Oh, that's a that's a sore subject. Well, how about just like your thoughts? Like when you're just sort of, like whiling away the hours. What's your deal? I said I needed a fucking computer. I need to get on the goddamn internet. Let's not have this conversation right now. Yeah, he's 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 very insistent, Amber. Extraordinarily so. And uh, that that leads to a wonderful scene where we learn what the internet is in the future. Oh, yes, we do. We do. Um, Yeah, I want to hear about um, Keanu Reeves' internet hands. Oh, you remember the hands. Excellent. Because that is the most salient feature Uh uh of the internet next year. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's it's ripping off of virtual reality, right? Yeah. you know, he puts on like glasses and but like instead of like playing in a uh, made up world, he's playing in the Internet. Yes. Which looks a lot like it did in Hackers. Yes. Very hackersy. Only instead of touch screens, uh, what you have are, yeah, VR goggles and special gloves that let you physically interact with the net. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually seems to require significant physical effort to do like he's. He's typing, he's touching, he's lifting things and, and twisting things and manipulating them as though they have actual weight. Like there's, there's, a, there's a very yeah. calisthenic a- aspect to future internet. Yeah, solving puzzles that are not just like, they're like like wooden puzzles. He's moving things around and then hitting numbers on. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yes, yes. The Matrix involves Rubik's Cube puzzles to dial secret phone numbers to break into... Hotel secure. It's amazing, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. It's a it's a it's a bold future. And then when he makes contact with a guy who doesn't want to want to talk to him, his 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 virtual fingers grow like blades. He's like, "Oh, I'll crash your whole system, man!" Apparently, by stabbing it with my virtual internet fingers. Yes, exactly. It's, it's very threatening. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get in his way. Exactly. Around this time, we also. Because the Yakuza assassins haven't haven't succeeded yet, despite the fact that one of them has replaced his thumb with sort of a, a laser string. Yeah, it's it's amazing, Ember. It's it's the wildest weapon I think I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome! I was hoping you'd like that. Yeah, I did very much, and it is it is like it's it's half like um like rope that he can like swing around things half like laser cutter knife yeah it's 
it can do it all, Ember. Exactly. It's like, imagine that if you pulled off the tip of your thumb, you just sort of got a floss string that was, I don't know, like two and a half feet long and also a laser that could cut through anything except for a chain link fence. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why it didn't work on that specifically. It seemed to work on everything else. Definitely everyone else. Ooh, cut through bone like butter. Yeah, like spinal columns and shit. Oh yeah, he, he slashed Udo Kier in, in twain twice. Yeah, in Thrain. He was Thrained, yes. He was thriced. Yes. Uh, yes, he was. So that... But he's not been succeeding in capturing Johnny. Mm-mm. So... Johnny! The guy that Johnny. he's answering to, but seems to be at odds with, and maybe is either Yakuza or a part of Pharmacom? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Who that dude? The internet says that he is the executive at Pharmacom, uh, okay. Takahashi. Okay, um, that's who good. Is... Okay, he replaced then the, the Swiss lady. Yes. Okay, and he's played by Takeshi Kitano. So Takeshi Kitano plays the new head of Pharmacom who is not a ghost. <laughs> right, exactly. And he's sending the Yakuza after the data. He also has mm-hmm. a dead daughter. Uh, yes. And when the Yakuza assassin doesn't work, yes, he then enlists I, a new character, Megan. I can't believe we're just talking about him now, Amber. There's so much it's to am- talk about in this movie. It's amazing. <laughs> Amber, he sends like assassin Jesus Christ after uh, after Johnny. Yes, Megan. Yes, he does. He he activates street preacher um whose name is also carl carl yep mm-hmm. um we meet him in a video call and uh he is has like beyond like mid-back length hair very long beard surrounded by candles holding a crucifix when raised it, oh no that's a that's a crucifix dagger it's a f- crucifix dagger dagger uh-huh okay okay jesus killer I'm sure we'll get back to you. Then we meet a new character, which has already popped up in the movie, but you haven't met them yet, played by Henry Rollins. And I think Mm -hmm. this might be my favorite character. Excellent. Yes. Henry Rollins, if you don't know, is sort of does a little bit of everything. He's he's a performer and author. Uh, he, he was a musician. He, he front-manned both the Henry Rollins band and I think Black Flag. He's obviously an actor. And like I think along the lines of Keanu Reeves type actor, he's, <laughs> I think, one of the first... I, I know him from this movie originally because I watched this as a kid. And I think the next thing I saw him do was perform on one of the late shows. And when he performs, he only wears a pair of small black shorts. So he's just like shirtless, barefoot, stomping around on the stage, like hardcore, tattooed. I'm like, oh, dip, you play a nerdy doctor in Johnny Mnemonic. That's awesome. Yeah. Some of the best scenes are them just scream talking to each other. Oh, yes. Okay, exactly. So, of course, Jane, our bodyguard, she's got the Black Plague, Megan. She does. Midway through her bodyguarding, she starts to get the shakes. Keanu reluctantly brings her to Spider because she says that Spider can maybe help him with his whole brain bleed thing. Brain bleed thing? Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, you mean synaptic seepage, Amber? Yes, I do! (laughs) (laughs) 
And so, like, he he drops her off. She's seizing. Henry Rollins is like, ugh, whatever. And then Keanu, like, as soon as she's set down on the table, he's like, look, I, I gotta run. Henry Rollins, shut up. Give me that muscle relaxant over there, the red one. <laughs> Just, like, casually, like, no, you fuck, you're not going anywhere. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about the Black Plague, and Keanu is, of course, curious. What caused it? And then Henry Rollins goes off. The world causes it. This causes it. This causes it. This causes it. As he's just gesturing to machines around his lab. Information overload. All the electronics around you poisoning the airwaves. And at this point, he's gripping Keanu Reeves's lapels and yelling in his face. Technological fucking civilization. But we still have all this shit because we can't live without it. Let me do my work. <laughs> it's just this. Yep. Oh, I really stumbled onto a trigger from, with you, didn't I? Yeah, it goes from zero to ten back to two. Like, it's, yeah, it's great. So good. Oh, my gosh. W- what does uh, what does he tell Johnny Mnemonic, Amber, when uh, he's asking him to, to um, lay down? Oh, yeah, 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 That's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a good it's... line. <laughs> After they learn that, like, essentially, he finds out what's in Johnny's head because Johnny knows it's supposed to go to a Dr. Alcum. And Henry Rollins' ex-doctor explains that that is actually a code name that's used in hospitals so that patients don't get scared that it's an emergency. It's literally all the doctors come. Right. And so it's 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 a code name to let him know that it's something important. So he's basically, Henry Rollins is like, I am. This whole clinic is. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take a look at your brain. He's like, get on the table. Johnny's like, Why? <laughs> and Henry Rollins responds, don't be a bigger asshole than you have to. <laughs> don't be a bigger asshole than you have to be. It's so good. It's such good advice for everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is the sagest shit I think I may have ever heard in a terrible movie. Yeah. Megan, don't be a bigger asshole than you have to. Yeah, good point, Ember. God, it sounds so awkward not to say the B. Yep, yep. Don't, don't be... T- I don't have to be like I have to be somewhat of an asshole because that's just the human condition but do I really have to make my asshole more gaping than it is Mm. no no I think I could just kind of just clench it up just a little bit yeah let's 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 sphincter clench let's do some kegels anal and otherwise yeah yeah let's 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 rein it the fuck in let's sit down on that table and try and be helpful oh dear Mm mm-hmm yeah Exactly. Let's let's sit down on the table and try to get the world curing uh, thing out of your brain. That's going to kill you if you don't get it out of your brain. <laughs> so it's not like it's a like win lose situation. <laughs> you need it out, you dumb shit. Yep, he's he's trying to make a deal with Pharmacom, the corporation that everyone knows uses the yakuza to do their deals, and he's aware that it's the yakuza who've been fucking chasing him and trying to kill him. So and the and the whole reason, if we didn't say it, is that um, the pharmacom doesn't want the cure to be out there because they're making more money um, treating the symptoms, which feels really real. There is, there is a lot that's very real about that, and that that's uh-huh. I think that's part of the problem when in the kind of the commentary versus satire. Like Henry Rollins' speech, Keanu Reeves is acting. It's great in the fact that it is funny and silly and tongue-in-cheek and satirical but you're still dealing with dystopian stuff so looking at corporations looking at pharmaceutical corporations especially the idea that 
they might know the cure for something, but goddamn, is it lucrative to treat it. Right. And yep. it is, I mean, and there are very real consequences of like, sometimes they don't even bother researching a cure for something because mm -hmm. they know they can make way more off of just treating it. Right. Like, right. they could probably cure RA, but do enough people have it to make curing it lucrative? When you get about $2,500 a pop after a week, off of a weekly treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a lot of diseases that just don't get um, researched because there's just not enough people to have them to make it worth. Yeah. So there's, a, you know, obviously there's some terrible financial grossness that goes into um, pharmacology and research. So fun. Like that's very real. <laughs> yeah. And we're supposed to believe that Takeshi Kitano's daughter died of the Black Plague. And the company let her die because they didn't want it getting out that they had a cure. Right. But if he's the fucking CEO and he's doing like backroom murder people take their head deals, why can't they just like slip that shit under the table to him? Yeah. Yeah, you think. And also it didn't matter because he ultimately didn't help. Oh, wait, actually, no, that's not true. He did help a little bit. At the very, very end, yeah, he gives he gives Johnny the next image, I do believe. Yes, he gives him part of the code so that he only has to hack his own brain to find yes. the final image. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So they're being harassed by the Yakuza. They're being harassed by the street preacher who... Like, <laughs> Just... Who comes in saying shit like, it's Jesus time. Mm -hmm. Jesus and time. Halt. Halt, halt sinners. <laughs> yep. He, he kills Henry Rollins. He gets run over. He's, we're told that he's mostly made of synthetic stuff. Amber, he doesn't just kill Hen Henry Rollins. He crucifies him. You're not wrong. There's a lot of crucifixions related to the street preacher <laughs> yes uh-huh honestly it really does seem like Dolph Lundgren is having a lot of fun yes it really does <laughs> it's deranged shit <laughs> you will be judged it is it is the Jesus time that's his last appearance before he gets hit with a microwave from the cybernetic dolphin that apparently seems to short out his internal cybernetics enough to make him then grab two live wires, thus completing a circuit that then immolates and kills him. Yeah. In a crucified In a, position. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I almost left that out. <laughs> yeah. It, sound, it kind of looks like the, yeah, like he's getting sound waved t to death until he grabs live wires yeah it's you know cybernetic dolphins hooked on heroin can do a lot of shit yes they can megan they can and they do because yeah. i believe they exist and we just don't yes. know about it it's like the area 51 but for dolphins mm -hmm. so all of this leads us to Henry Rollins is dead. He can't help him. Stuff is still in his head. He's going to die. Also, he learns it's the cure. He kind of wants to give it back to Pharmacom, but we all know that that's not actually an option. But he's he's tired. So, so Jane, bodyguard, leans him to the Lotex, holing yes. up in a defunct bridge. George Washington Bridge? Is that what you said? I do believe it is the, the like a broken down George Washington Bridge. Exactly. We've met their leader a couple of times. Ice-T has goggles. 
It's fucking great. But hey, no one is letting down the drawbridge, so he's making noise underneath it. There's trash. He's been chased. His brain is seeping, and he just loses it after they, after the lookouts whoopsie drop an explosive VW bug on top of them. Uh huh. Which seems to be their move. But yes, uh huh. He's like, I'm gonna do something funny. I'll drop one of the exploding things. Oops, I did it. Yeah, he's just so this is a one hour and four minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. I will perform this in its entirety and I will give some description for the scene as it is it as it progresses. You're welcome. You know, all my life, I've been careful to stay in my own corner, looking out for number one. No complications. Now suddenly I'm responsible for the entire fucking world. And now everyone in this mother is trying to kill me. If, if my head doesn't blow up first. Maybe it's not just about you anymore, says Jane the bodyguard. Listen, he says through clenched teeth. You listen to me. You see that city over there? That's where I'm supposed to be. Not down here with the dogs and the garbage and the fucking last month's newspapers blowing back and forth. At this point, he's flailing his limbs as though having an air tantrum. Mm -hmm. I've had it with them. Who, you ask? We don't know. I've had it with you. I've had it with all of this. Now he's pacing, casting about for some wisdom, standing on top of a garbage mound under a bridge stronghold. He raises his arms to his shoulders and shouts to the universe, I want room service. (laughs) I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want a $10,000 a night hooker. Then he straightens his tie. Smooths out his somewhat sullied, but not nearly sullied enough button-down white t-shirt, white dress shirt that he's been wearing the whole time. He composes himself and says softly, I want my shirts laundered like they do at the Imperial Hotel. He sits in the garbage in Tokyo and he hangs his head. Now Jane, our smart woman, says absolutely nothing after the maybe it's not just about you. Then just quietly walks over and sits beside him. And conveniently timed, Ice-T rides down in an elevator. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, well, just waiting for that tantrum to end before I came down. Yeah. He he was like almost to the ground. And then he was, saw Keanu Reeves just flailing about, you know, hookers and and room service. And he's like, I'm just going to give this a second. I love that meltdown i love it so hard and honestly he plays it so well is just oh it made me so happy yep yep it's very good i highly recommend watching it i honestly Mm -hmm. i recommend watching this movie even though it is bad there are just some gems in it that make me so delighted yeah yeah absolutely and then yes low-tech strongholds cyborg dolphin hacker uh, attacked by the Yakuza, obviously find them, and they're attacked by them, and then they manage to drop a bug on some of the people waiting down on the ground, which then leads the other woman in this. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez, yeah. This is something I've always considered to be true about myself. I should never have a bazooka, because I will want to use it very badly. And if you give me any provocation whatsoever, I will use it, even if it's unwise at the time. Like um, dropping another exploding VW bug right near you, for example. Exactly. Oh, on her partner, to be fair. Oh, that's right. It was on her partner. They did explode yep. her partner. She got very upset and used the, the bazooka on the bridge stronghold, where unfortunately the rest of her team still was. Her whole team was. Yeah. 
Yeah, lots, yeah. lots of explosions. The fun part was that we then go back inside. Things are happening. Things are happening. It doesn't matter. The action's pretty bad. Jesus time. That was great. Dolph Rundgren shows up when you least expect him. You've already forgotten about him. You're like, oh, right, that I motherfucker. Did. I did. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Agreed. You forgot about him. I, I did, too, did. and I've seen it. Because he's he's gone for quite a while, mm-hmm. like and 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 he's already like Keanu Reeves is already being chased by two groups already, and now there's a yeah. And the then, Pharmacom then the CEO comes personally shows up at the stronghold too. So we're inside. That's all happening, and then we go back outside of the bridge, and oh, she's loaded up the bazooka again and is taking another <laughs> shot. damn yep i love you indiscriminate yeah unwise hiring practices but hell yes and then ice t has his moment where he takes a crossbow again from up top on that bridge yep and manages to hit her through the mouth through the mouth yeah yeah he's a good shot amber that might might be the best action of the movie yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's true so good. And then, of course, the dolphin is able to hack his brain. They get the final image. It turns out to be Ghost Computer Woman, who, again, did nothing. She she tried to tell the Pharmacom CEO to be a good person, but then she didn't. And then at the very last second, told him about his daughter, but then he got shot. He eventually gave up the code as his last dying action. And then she sort of just, as, as they're like, okay, we got to get this stuff out of my head. I'm about to die. We got to do this. It's going to be corrupted. We got to we gotta save me. We got to save all the people. Let's get the cure. And then she pops up and she's like, oh, yes, you have to get the third image. That's that's what we're, we're literally trying to do. It's very time sensitive. Uh-huh. Yeah. We gotta, we're doing that right now. We're going to go do that. You have to go hack your own brain. No, we know. We know this. Come on. I mm-hmm, used mm-hmm. to be the CEO of Pharmacom, but they just keep erasing oh, me from now. the system. Great. And okay. it's not yeah, they're lady, forgetting we go... about me. Okay. And it's yeah, just, it's um, so hard. I'm going to have my own brain now. Uh, could you... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like she gets two minutes of, minutes of exposition while she's telling them to hurry up and do it. Well, she's interrupting them who were about to hurry up and do it. It's great. And it, it literally is all kind of woe me. Right, yeah, no, and it does have that quality to it, very much so, where it's like, well, I was this, but now... And it's yeah. little by little, they're erasing me, and I don't know... Oh, okay, can I not die today? And maybe can, can we, we... save the save worlds, half maybe? the worlds from a... No? Okay, cool, cool, cool. And so, of course, he and the dolphin go inside his own brain, but also the internet? Yep. So mm-hmm. there's more. So this time, instead of just hands, he's got his whole body as a pencil. Kind so of, sort of, sort of pen- his head is very eraser shaped. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, there's of course they protected the data with viruses. So of course, in the Internet of the future, when you go inside of it, viruses sort of like large fireball shooting things, and they'll they'll announce themselves as like, "I am a virus. I am about to attack, launching virus." Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And then they yep, get the cure out. They, yeah, and then they win. And they upload it to all the TVs in the world. Apparently the cure is just random pictures of cellular tissue. Yeah, yeah. Ice-T broadcasts the whole thing to the world so everybody can have the cure, which, like you said, are pictures of tissue and circles and stuff. 
some circles. Yeah, there were definitely some circles. Yeah, shows shapes. I mean, it's, it's modern medicine. We we couldn't possibly understand it. Maybe next month we could understand it, but yeah, this month yeah. we're just not well, there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give us a little over a month. We're yeah. good. I mean, we're we're all looking forward to 2021. Now we just have another reason. Yeah. Uh, and then about two minutes later, people have organized and enraged themselves enough to know that yes. Pharmacom did this to them. Mm-hmm. And they have managed to firebomb like the top 60 floors, like or not, not the top 60 floors, but like the top five floors of like a 60 floor building. Yeah, they are Johnny on the spots with their their fucking Molotovs there. And, and then, very they, have they very good throwing up. arms. <laughs> to like set fire to the top of the building. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you have this, you know, lovely picture of, you know, Ice T and Jane and Johnny staring at it, a burning building, and then Jane and Johnny, who of course have fallen in love in all of this, have but a nice kiss with the burning, burning yeah. tower in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then you think, oh no, oh no. Dolph Lundgren's come back to life. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was so weird, but also kind of amusing. Right? Yeah, because, like, it, it's exactly when a bad guy should come back to life. And so, like, you see his, like, corpse's hands start to move, and then his head start to lift up off of the the ground. But but they're just, they've got, like, a forklift, and they're about to throw him into Hudson River. Yep. Yep, I yeah. was like, ah, that's just garbage. Get it out of here. And then we do watch the body get thrown yeah, in. We follow it into the Hudson River. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Ah, oh, this movie's delightful. This is going to be a long podcast for a movie that was pretty bad, but I, just, I have so much deep affection for. Agreed. So, Amber, what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, or K? Well, this extremely accurate scale is, of course, going to capture my exact sentiments about this movie, as it always yes. does. Yep. Yep. I okay. This this is a K craze balls because it's it's not good. It's mm-hmm, watchable, mm-hmm. but more with a friend and more knowing what you're going into. Yep. But there are just such great juicy notes in it that I fucking love that give it that craze balls tang. Mm-hmm. And introduce like that's the whole the the. The whole purpose of this podcast is to make you watch movies that you haven't seen before that aren't very good, but that I inexplicably both really like and want to inflict on people I care about. And this is such a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'd give it that K craze balls. Um, I definitely think, you know, the, the fight scenes are bordering on humorous. Um, the, the, the acting is also bordering on humorous, um, but, but the whole feel of it, it actually has a, is a little bit unsettling, probably just because of the world we live in currently. Um, and, and it, so it definitely has a, like a, a, a feel to it. Like it, it is cyberpunk. Like it, it, it does get that across and and that's kind of interesting um and yeah there's some just really glorious moments that you reenacted a lot of um (laughs) that are that are um very amusing again you're welcome um 
Yeah, so I, I think it's definitely worth watching. But like you said, going in knowing what you're you're jumping into and going in with a friend who can laugh with you, I think makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is the cyberpunk guy. This is the guy who made that a thing. So yeah, why not watch a relatively poor rendition of of a story he wrote? Yeah, excellent. With Keanu Reeves, who's delightful, and Delfrungen Lundgren, who looks like he's having just the fucking best time, or is high on cocaine, maybe a combination of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Hack your own brain! You have to hack <laughs> your own brain, but in a minute, I want to explain my backstory. Yes, let me just say something. <laughs> <laughs> Could you? I'm your mom. That would have been more useful than what she did say. Yeah, yeah. Megan, do you have an Abby story? Yeah, so um, Abby lately has been using um, the Force Amber. She's a young Padawan, and uh, she will she will close her eyes and reach out her hand and say, um, I am one with the Force, the Force is one with me, and um, wish something like her English muffin to her hand Um and as she's closing her eyes and, um, you know, saying those things, Dan slowly brings it um, to her. And uh, she, so she thinks she's moved things with her mind. And she will do the opposite um, for him as well, which is fantastic. That's adorable and super nerdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kid is coming up good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, hey, Amber, do you have any recommendations? So, as you know, you know, you know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend... I am going to recommend following Henry Rollins's advice. Don't be more of an asshole than you have to, because it, it it's it fits with one one of the other things that came up in this podcast. I am the asshole who didn't read a book that I wrote a paper on. So here's here is my recommendation: if you ever pulled that shit, if there was something that you not just were supposed to do, but in many ways had the privilege to do. You know, to just your entire purpose was to sit and read a thing that you might actually enjoy. You can read whatever you want. You you get to choose and then write a paper on it, thinking about it and saying meaningless shit that, that you're graded on. And that's that's all you have to do is just think thoughts, read shit and think thoughts. That's beautiful. Now that you're an adult, I'm assuming you're an adult if you're listening to this. If you're not, then... Fuck, I mean, someone should have done better because that this clearly has an explicit label on it. Ass, titty, pussy, dick. <laughs> Get your money's worth if you're here. Balls. Penetration. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, I am, I am going to go back and I'm going to actually read Neuromancer. Okay. And if, if there was ever a time, when, and I'm not talking fucking Scarlet Letter and Moby Dick, leave that shit on the shelf if you manage to dodge that particular bullet using cliff notes. But if there was anything you half-assed and you look back on that moment and you kind of wince a little, you're like, ah, I could have been less of an asshole than I was in that moment. Just do a do-over. Excellent. Take a minute and do a do-over. Be less of an asshole. All right. Are you going to come back and give us a book report on Neuromancer next I mean, time? don't hold me to the random shit I say. Like, is, I'd have to find a copy of Neuromancer, and then I'd actually have to sit down and read it. And, I mean, I guess if she does have scalpel fingers, I'm kind of kind of be into it. So I guess I could probably get through it. Fuck. 
yeah, I, I guess check in with me, but give, give me a couple weeks. Like don't. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not like I'm not going to read a few books this week. I just, now I kind of feel pressure to read it. And so I'm going to yeah. probably procrastinate it. Fuck. I am the same person. I am the same fucking person. I have not changed <laughs> yeah, one whit. <laughs> Why did you have to point that out to me? I was trying to have a self-improvement moment. Reality is I'm harsh sorry. and ugly. I'm sorry. I, I, I probably made it more of a task now. Now it seems not fun. I mean, but did you have fun making it more of a task? I did. Then that's exactly the way this interaction should have gone. I respect mm-hmm. that. Megan. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amber. Do you have a recommendation? Well, I do. And it's a, it's kind of a twofold thing. Um, so one, uh, have a fantastic friend like uh, Laurel, who will send you peppermint hot cocoa in the mail. Um, I'm very excited about it. And uh, we are doing a Christmas Club movies. Um, and the first one we watched on Sunday was Home Alone. I have not watched Home Alone for probably 20 years. Mm. Maybe longer. Probably mm. longer. Yeah. Um, it is ridiculous. Uh, it It does so much work to set up that he would actually be left home alone. Like they, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, like it's an impressive amount of work that they did in order to make it plausible that he could have been left um, by himself. And that's the most interesting thing about that, that I found about this movie was like, oh yeah, no, they, they addressed that and they addressed that and that. And like, yeah, anyway. They, they actually went the extra mile and making it make narrative story sense. Yeah, exactly. Which is so much more than other shows and movies ever do for things that are so much more complicated and or more feasible than a small child thwarting burglars with traps. Uh, yeah, right. And that's all stupid and dumb and great. Um, but like the, the realistic yeah. effort that they put into like, well, let's make sure this holds up. Like, let's 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 shore up all the holes. Let's let's definitely make this make narrative sense. Yeah, like they they go in two different. There's like a whole heck of a lot of them, family flying to Paris, and uh, they so they take two different like um, big vans. They do a head count, but the neighborhood kid is there wearing like the same hat as um, Macaulay Culkin, and so they count him as one of the kids, and so everybody assumes that he's in the other van, and then the you know the parents are up front and the kids are all in the back of the plane and so um yeah anyway you know just an airtight movie that one yeah yeah good it's to know great yeah excellent it was fun to watch again it was, it was really fun to watch again and, and I... i'm excited to drink my pe- peppermint hot cocoa in my next uh, christmas club and i am in no way just mortally emotionally wounded that you are two-timing me with another movie watching group <laughs> uh that's it's, it's i'm not Excellent. hung up on Perfect. it it's not going to keep Good. me up tonight and Good, i'm definitely uh-huh. definitely not going to roommate out on that for the next several days um great. cool perfect cool 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 i'm gonna go get some cookies uh unrelated to this conversation and definitely mm-hmm. not um s- stress eating at all uh that can be traced back to your thoughtless actions okay well megan this has been a delight it has been and i would like to end like i always end amber haven't you heard me enough to you my friend man is harder than rock and more fragile than an egg 
I mean, is that like meant to be sexual? Like the, he, I know. It's like harder <laughs> than a rock. Like, cause they specifically say man. They don't say humans are harder than rocks in particular. It's, it's like talking about the dick and balls. Like the, Listen, the dick is it... really hard, but the, those those balls, which are egg shaped, I believe, pretty fragile, pretty pretty squishable. Yeah, it's a Yugoslavian proverb, Amber. That is specifically talking about a dick and balls. It's talking about a dick and balls, Amber. Just admit it. Just just doesn't it feel I better? Just... Bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. <laughs>